I also knew people who were at the time freaks of nature, right? And so they hit bombs or they um, struck everybody out because they threw hard. Well, guess what? People started hitting that. What's up, youth baseball parents, coaches, and fans? Welcome to the Elbow Up Youth Baseball Podcast. First-hand and real-time experience, stories, advice, and lessons learned. Some the hard way by me, a former player, lifelong fan, and now dad and coach. This is episode number four, The Little Things Matter the Most. Before I get started, I just want to thank everyone for listening. We had more than 15,000 parents and coaches listen to or read last week's episode. If this is your first time here, be sure to subscribe over at GetElbowUp.com. That's GetElbowUp.com. You'll get a weekly Tuesday podcast along with a Friday morning short tip of the week. I have a list of probably four dozen topics for podcast episodes, and if I feel like every week um, once my team plays or we have a practice, I come up with you know 10 more, but I can only really do one per week. And while I want to do more, you only have so much time in the day, and plus you only have so much time to listen. That being said, one of the things that really stood out to me this week was how much the little things matter. And so what I really mean by that is everyone wants to work on the big things. Everyone wants to work on hitting the home run or everyone wants to work on pitching or throwing harder. Uh, When I look at games, um, most of the time, right, the little things matter the most. I'll go a step further and say all of the time, the little things matter the most. In fact, all of the little things add up to the big things. The whole is really just the sum of all of the parts, our nine U team. We're from Chattanooga, Tennessee, and we play. Um, last we've played maybe three weekends so far in the fall, and what that means is a Sunday, one day tournament, and we'll get anywhere between two and four games. And we wanted to kind of mix things up, see some different teams, and we go to North Atlanta, and the competition down there is definitely good. And we ran into two teams that were good. Um, we ended up tying both. So the first game, we actually uh, had a 7-1 to one lead going into the last inning. We gave up six runs and tied 7-7. Seven to seven. So this is pool play, so it, it, they do allow ties. The second game, we played a team that was, uh, I would say, better. Uh, and it was back and forth. They took an early lead, and then we came back, and then they came back. And ultimately, we ended up tying 7-7. Seven to seven. We had to come from behind, actually, in the last inning and tie. So when I look back at that game, though, and and the coaches, as we always do, I know everybody listening does the same thing. You play back all the moments. And what you tend to do is remember either the ones that were the most egregious, right, so the mistakes that were made, maybe an error or a key strikeout, or the things that happened last. So, for example, in the last inning, we needed an out, and we made a couple of errors. And, and my son actually playing, he was, in, he was in right field, and there was a ball, a deep fly ball hit to right. And he was pursuing it. It definitely was not a can of corn. He was on the run, and it hits his glove and falls down, and, and I think they ended up scoring a run. And <clears throat> I, I think, man, if, they, if he had just caught that, we might have won that game. But when I really think about the, enti- the, the game in its entirety, so the little things, we had a few base running mistakes. We had multiple errors. We had four missed cutoff men in one game. 
that allowed their runners to get an extra base. We had a couple of balls that were thrown that should have been stopped. Maybe they were bad throws, but they should have been stopped. We didn't hit very well. Had uh, several, you know, strikeouts looking with, with two strikes on close pitches. I could go on and on. Pass balls while pitches. Um, you know, and, and it wasn't like one person. It was the the, the entire team. And so – to me, I'm not so much worried about somebody making an error or somebody making a mistake, but the take home that I want my, not only my son to get, but also our kids at practice is it's the little things, you know, that one error at the end <clears throat> would not have hurt us if we had not made those other 10 kind of mental mistakes along the way. If we had made a better decision, if we'd hit a cutoff man, if we hadn't made an error, if we hadn't struck out, you know, fill in the blank, but the, the, the whole is the sum of all of those parts. And I think that's important for a couple of reasons. Just in life in general, that's the way it is. I have this conversation now with our older son um, who does all the big things right. And he does most everything right. But the, the point is he'll miss something little. And his, his defense is, well, I did this or I did that. But what I'm trying to get him to understand is it's the little things that add up to the big things over time. And because of that, it's the little things that actually can hurt you the most in the long run. Now, how does that really translate to seven, eight, nine, ten year olds? And what I would say is it's very hard. So it's hard when you're winning maybe 20 to five or 20 to 10, or it's when you have to compete and you have these close games. I think yesterday, Obviously, we wanted to win. We got so much out of those two ties because we we didn't, you know, we don't want to go and say, hey, you know, so-and-so, you made an error or you struck out in the wrong place or you threw a wild pitch or you missed a sign. But what we want our kids to understand is the focus they have to have on those little things at practice really is important when it comes to game time. Because as one of our coaches put it after the game, you know, we might, we probably made on the day 15 mistakes okay so it could be a mental error it could be a an actual error and nothing major right they're nine years old it's going to happen so we don't want them to beat themselves up over it but to illustrate the point of how the little things matter if you take probably two of those away we win both games um, and obviously there's a lot that goes into it so the other team has to to do things or not do things but specifically in how that game ended up or those two games ended up the little things matter. So you can't miss the, the opportunity to drive that point home. Where I see it the most is in practice. Everybody wants to hit. Everybody wants to hit. Everybody wants to hit. Everybody wants to just take BP and see how far they can hit it. But the problem is, is that's not helping the little things, right? So the things that people don't want to do. If you look at everybody that's successful in almost any field, okay, and even the freaks of nature, at some point the, the physicality of others catches up to some degree. And so they have to start working on those little things. That's what sets the most successful people apart. And <clears throat> that's what I like about sports. I'll say this almost every episode sports. I don't just, we don't just do sports to do sports. Yes, we have fun and we stay active. There's so many life lessons, right? And so the little things add up, whether it's in school, whether it is at work, whether it's in your personal life, and we've all missed some of the little things. And guess what? They add up to the big things. So um, in practice, my challenge to, to, to you guys on the, that are listening, coaches and parents, you know, coaches plan your practice around the little things. Parents talk to your kids about the little things. 
don't key in on an error and don't key in on why that error cost us the game, but key in on the little things that add up to those big things. Whenever I think of the little things, I am reminded of a commencement speech back at the University of Texas in 2014 by retired uh, four-star Admiral um, William McRaven. He served as a commander of the United States Special Operations Command, um, very decorated veteran, did a lot of things in his career. Um, And I'm going to put a link. The the commencement speech actually I think was turned into a book, but I'll put a link in in the notes so that you can get that. It's, it's really good, whether it's for your kids or your teenagers or yourself. Um, but really, he talked about the small accomplishments of make, uh, uh, throughout the day, but starting off by making your bed. And actually, the title of the speech was, If You Want to Change the World, Make Your Bed. And of course, you know, my <clears throat> teenager thinks that's crazy. But when you think about making your bed, I'm going to read a quick excerpt from the speech. He said, if you make your bed every morning, you will have accomplished the first task of the day. It will give you a small sense of pride, and it will encourage you to do another task and another and another. By the end of the day, that one task completed will have turned into many tasks completed. Making your bed will also reinforce the fact that little things in life matter. If you can't do the little things right, you will never do the big things right. And if by chance you have a miserable day, You will come home to a bed that is made, that you made, and a made bed gives you encouragement that tomorrow will be better. So look, that may sound mushy, and how does that have anything to do with baseball? But again, guys, most of you listening, your kids, the people that you coach, will never make it past high school baseball. In fact, statistics show you have several kids on your team today that won't even play high school baseball. They won't make the team, or they may not start. However, the little things will help them get through that. They will help them get through school and college and, and a job, right? They'll also help them become better. In fact, what I believe is that when you are 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, most of your better players are physically more mature. Now, the others start to catch up. And before I even go further, I would say if you're listening and your child is more physically mature, you need to listen. If you're listening and your child is not as physically mature, he doesn't throw as hard, he doesn't run as fast, he's not as big, you also need to listen, right? So there can be some encouragement here as well as as a, a, a bit of a warning. But if your child's not as physically matured and they focus on the little things now, when they do mature, they will be head and shoulders above everyone else. If your child is physically more mature than everyone else or, or most everyone else and they dominate and they're young, they better focus on the little things because those other people, once they physically mature, will catch up. Um, <clears throat> I've had, I mean, most of us have probably seen this if you've been around a while, but I can remember people that I coached, and I think I've said this before, that just were okay when they were little, right, seven, eight, nine, ten. And now they're playing in college. They focused on the little things. They learned how to play the game the right way. Um, I also knew people who were, at the time, freaks of nature, right? And so they hit bombs or they um, struck everybody out because they threw hard. Well, guess what? People started hitting that. And because they didn't take their bullpen seriously, they couldn't throw strikes or they didn't have another pitch, and they weren't successful anymore. So the little things are super important. 
Okay, okay. So you understand how the little things are important. So what do we do with that? And I want to challenge you in two areas. One is just getting better. So coaches, you've got to plan your practices around the little things. Everybody is going to hit. <clears throat> and as you get older, you, you don't take a lot of BP in practice anyway. So kids need to get their cuts at home, in the batting cage, take lessons, whatever they do. Um, but when you're at a team practice, unless you're practicing five, you know, four or five times a week, most teams in the fall may one practice probably maybe two. In the summertime, probably more like two. But you've got to learn the little things. We've got to learn base running. We've got to learn – I mean, we've got to focus on things like how to receive a baseball. We've got to learn uh, how to bunt. We've got to learn um, how to hit our cutoff man and why. We've got to learn – as you get older, you got to learn bunt coverages. you got to learn how to set up as a catcher, and you've got to learn different pitches. And, like, all these little things that nobody really likes to do, you've got to do that. Pitchers have to work on uh, – Pitcher's fielding practice, you're referred to as PFPs. Like, all those little things matter. Um, <clears throat> everybody throws warming up or they can go out and throw with their dad or their mom or their grandparent or their cousin or their brother. Everybody can hit off a tee. You know, you can hit wiffle balls. Um, but those little things have to be taught at practice. So I would encourage coaches to teach the little things, do the game the right way. And be encouraging. If they're doing the thing, the little things the right way, but they're not quite there physically, just be patient. They will be. And I know it's hard. It is super hard because an 8, 9, 10-year-old doesn't have the same uh, perspective as us. But you've got to continue to reinforce that. The second thing is, as parents, um, you've got to encourage those little things, right? So when you're preparing your child mentally, I hope you don't just go to practice and dump them off. Make sure that they are aware of the little things. Make sure they're being a good teammate. Make sure they're listening to the coach. Challenge them, uh, kind of like you do maybe at school. Um, hey, little Johnny, when practice is over and you get back in the car, I want you to tell me two, two new things that you learned. Focus on the little things and start getting them in the mindset of paying attention to those things, right? The, the last thing I want to leave with is after games. It's always tough when you have a close game and, and somebody makes a mistake. And, and I'll kind of go back to my son. He That did not cost us the game, but um, anything that happens towards the end, it's easy for coaches and it's really easy for parents, especially players, teammates, to focus on those little things. I hear it all the time. Somebody says, well, why did you do this or why didn't you do that? And, and in reality, three innings earlier, that guy messed up, right? It just wasn't as glaring or it didn't come at the worst time. Maybe we had a three-run lead at that point. So, um, or it was a missed sign and so nobody else really knew, but, but we as coaches knew. So encourage your team to not focus on uh, the big the big error at the end, but to focus on the little things along the way. Remember, the sum of all the little parts equals the whole. So the the team baseball is the ultimate team game. I think football is too. There's there's several you can make the case for, but in baseball, it really takes all nine people or all ten people or all eleven people, however many you play with, and you've got to get your kids in that mindset. It helps them be successful. It also helps them be a better teammate. Okay, so that's it for episode four. You know, it's really hard to come up with content, I think, that really can appeal to both coaches and parents. And I've, I've done a lot of thinking about, should I really just focus on coaches? Should I, co should I focus on parents? But I think with the younger kids, uh, it's really important to do both because coaches have so little time with the kids and the parents have more. Whether they spend it playing baseball or not, 
um, they're just much more impressionable off the field than maybe that 14, 15, 16-year-old who has already learned good or bad habits, uh, maybe doesn't spend quite as much time with mom or dad. Uh, interestingly, I sent out this morning, so thank you to those of you that had responded, sent out a quick email that was just a quick three-question survey. And uh, the first question was, are you a youth baseball parent or coach? And I had another section in there for both as well as other um, I also had a question, what age is your child or team? And so I had like six U and under, and then we did seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13. And then I did 14 and older. And then the last question, which was interesting is, do you prefer written articles or podcasts? Because I've noticed that there's actually, it seems to be a lot of interest in both. So, uh, interestingly enough though, out of all the responses I got, which I got quite a few actually, more, uh, almost 54% said they were both a parent and a coach. So that, that helps me um, create content geared towards each of you. Uh, the other 28% or 28% said they were a parent, uh, like 14.5% said they were a coach, and there was a couple others, grandparents, et cetera. Uh, so I will continue to try to focus on things for coaches and parents. And, and, you know, I'll do the best I can. Some weeks it may be more geared towards a coach, uh, maybe others more towards a parent. Um, the second question, this was very interesting, uh, the age of your child or team, uh, pretty good distribution. There was actually, um, 14% were six U and under 14% were 14 U and older. And then there was a pretty good mix. Definitely the highest concentration, 54%, uh, ish of the respondents were between eight and nine. And that's really good. That's kind of the sweet spot, but it helps me understand the type of content. You know, if we had a bunch of 15 year old parents, you're going to be at a different a point in your son or, uh, or, or your team's career. Um, so, you know, I, considering uh, quick math, 60, 70, 80% of the respond, uh, responses were 10 you and under, we will tend to focus more on the younger uh, age groups. However, we'll sprinkle in things definitely that the older guys can, can take into account. And then the last thing um, was, do you prefer written articles or podcasts? And of course, to make it most difficult for me, um, 52% of everyone says both. Um, <laughs> and then second was written article. So I think there's still, you know, there's certain uh, segment of you guys on, that are listening today, probably that are listening, um, prefer podcasts. But um, last week, there was like over 15,000 people that, that viewed and or listened to uh, the one about what I would do differently now that I've got an 18-year-old. Um, and there was quite a few downloads. There was maybe... 5,000 podcast downloads and listens, and then the rest were um, either reading the email or click through and actually read on the site. So uh, just wanted to quick shout out. Thanks for listening. Um, can, this, this is definitely an evolution. It's a work in progress. Um, what's the, what's, what's the, the best thing for me, the most fun out of all this is I'm meeting people at games People are messaging me on Facebook, looking me up, sending me emails, talking about how something I said hit home or asking me a question. I would just encourage that to continue. One, if, if you like what you hear, please let me know so that I can do more of it. And it helps me um, at least feel better about the time I spend doing it. If you don't like what I'm saying or you have concerns or questions, please send those as well because you know I'm not here for anybody but, but you guys. I don't make any money off of this. But I, I genuinely enjoy helping people. I get lots of questions, uh, making, making contacts at the games. They say, hey, aren't you the guy? Uh, elbow up, which is always an interesting conversation about the name of it. But Anyways, please, again, like, subscribe, make sure you share with your coaches and your friends, and keep the comments and the feedbacks coming. Um, this is the Tuesday morning 
um, podcast. There'll be a Friday, a very short, maybe five-minute tip of the week coming out on Friday, so make sure and look for that. And in the meantime, please send me any questions, comments, et cetera, that you can. Uh, Love to hear from you. Thanks again for listening, and I'll talk to you next time.